Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. Hi, podcast listeners. I just wanted to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving week. I hope you're catching up on all the back episodes that you may have missed now that you're driving all over or flying or doing whatever. And I just wanted to say how truly, truly, truly thankful I am for all of you, for all of you tuning in regularly, listening to these episodes. I'm thankful for all the authors who have come on as guests and who continue to listen and just everybody who has made this podcast really take off and enabled me to do things like start a publishing company and open a bookstore and do all the things I'm doing. Um, I don't know. I, Without all of you listening and supporting the show, none of this would be possible. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great Thanksgiving. Todd Power is the author and illustrator of The Family Book, 
Todd has inspired and empowered children around the world with his bold images and positive messages. He is the best-selling author of more than 40 books, including The Goodbye Book, The Family Book, The I Love You Book, and It's Okay to Be Different. He lives in Berkeley, California. Welcome, Todd. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss, oh my gosh, your what, 40 plus amazing books and just all the things you're doing and just everything. I'm so excited. Thank you very much. And I think that number has been creeping up like over 60 now. So over 60? Oh my God. I can't keep track. But anyway, it's it's great. It's great to be here. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Well, it says 50 on the website. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows the accurate account because when they talked with my publisher recently, they said, well, including the different formats, you actually have 71 books. Oh and God. I go, but but you, that doesn't count the formats, you know, and then there is a box set of 10 that help you kids learn how to read that just came out in July. And there's 10 different books in it. So does that count? Or mm-hmm. since it's one box set, is it just one book? So I think that's why it's confusing. You know what? I'll give you the 10. I'll, I'll okay. give you 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So sorry about that. Wait, tell me more about the Learn to Read set. I haven't seen it yet, but I have four kids myself and we've read so many of your books over the years. They were so excited. I was talking oh, to you. Thank you. But, um, you know, when we've you're, been reading the read, everybody recommends the Bob books, right? All these other books mm-hmm. started. Then there's the Disney themed books where you learn to read. Tell me about your books and how you're doing it differently. And I'm sure it's just amazing. You know, this is coming from somebody that had trouble reading. And in fact, I had to repeat second grade because I couldn't read to the level that I was supposed to be at. But nobody knew why. They just thought I was a slow learner and I couldn't read. And and later in years, finding out I'm dyslexic and ADD and things that just really didn't identify or labeled, you know, when I was in elementary school. So it's sort of ironic that, you know, I'm even an author to begin with because I never have loved to read. I love cookbooks. I love picture books. I love things that are simple and easy. But the reading thing was like, I am the least qualified to be an author when it was first discussed. So to have a box set of phonics books that helps kids learn how to read with sight words, this was all new to me because I certainly didn't have something like that. So it was coming up with 10 different concepts, just, you know, colors, animals, and it was really fun. And so they're just like mini Todd Parr books, but they're very simple. And so I even learned a lot more about reading by, and i Worked with Liza Chatsworth was sort of the overseer that uh, made sure we were really doing what we said these books were. And they turned out really cool. I was looking to see if I had a box around to show you, but I don't. But yeah, so that just came out and they're doing great and it feels good. Like all my books, I think when people say, oh, you're so lucky to be an author, which is true, but I don't just write books and collect money and go on visits. I like write books that help make a difference in the world to other kids. And so it's like a double reward that I know I'm I'm helping others, especially since I struggled so much all through school. It's rewarding to be able to know I couldn't read and now I'm giving back something that will maybe help someone at my age or sooner know how to read before they get to second grade and just get labeled as slow from there on out. That's amazing. That's really 
Wonderful. I like how Thank you. The, the instinct to sort of help people through the hardest times of our own lives is great, right? And I mean, so many of your books help in so many ways, but it's just a, a wonderful sort of full circle universe type thing, which mm-hmm. <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about how you got started being an author illustrator? I, I read that you were a flight attendant before and how you didn't used to use punctuation and mm-hmm. realized that was a mistake. Because, tell me about just like your early days and how you really grew into making yourself a brand, not just an author. Mm-hmm. I, I, the only thing in school that I was interested in was art. And looking back, I was a visual learner. So I think if somebody had maybe tried a different angle of uh, more pictures to help, but nobody caught on to that. But visually, for me, second grade was sort of the year I had to repeat it. And I also think I learned to draw them because while I was not paying attention, I was always tracing Snoopy the dog. And I got to a point where I was so good that I could draw Snoopy on it my own. And I entered an art contest and I won. And that was the coolest thing ever. Um, but I still couldn't read. And I knew that I loved art. And that's what I spent most of my time doing and all through school. But I never really progressed. And even in art class in middle school, I wasn't interested in the history of art. I wasn't interested in pen and ink and pastels and painting the fruit bowl in the middle of the classroom. I just wanted to do my own thing. And I did those things, but I just wanted to follow my own path. And so when I got to high school, I was more determined to be follow my own path and also more, more troubled and angry. And um, I had a lot of things in my home life that were extremely difficult and, you know, that I don't think anybody really knew to the extent. And so I was just labeled this just difficult kid. And my art teacher, in all fairness to him, you know, had said, you'll probably never be an artist. And I, it was out of anger on my part because I was difficult and, but I had no confidence either. And so when a teacher tells you something good or bad, that's golden, you know, you tend to believe it. And so after school, I did not pursue art and found my way into being a flight attendant at United Airlines. And suddenly I had all this confidence that I didn't have before. I was traveling around the world. I was meeting new people, experiencing so many different things. And I found this confidence that I never knew that I had. And I think that's why for young kids to be able to travel or at least experience different places, even in this country and try different food and meet new people. I think it just makes you a better human being the earlier you're exposed to differences. And with that confidence for me, I said, well, I really want to be an artist and I'm not going to listen to anybody if they say they don't like my work. So I just started painting anything I could get my hands on old furniture, pieces of wood. And I I just wasn't stopping. And I think everybody was sort of looking like, what's, what's he doing? Because it looks like a six-year-old did this. And I didn't care. And I just kept pursuing and I tried galleries and they all rejected me uh, in San Francisco where I was living. And then I saw some art at restaurants and I thought maybe that's an angle for me. So I made an appointment with Post Trio and the general manager there, his mom was a curator at uh, SF MoMA. And I showed him my work and he said, great, you can hang two pieces in the stairway there and you need to price them at 
over $1,500. And I was like, there's nobody that's going to buy my art for $1,500. Trust me. And he goes, no, that's, I know my clientele here. So, and they sold and I was like, whoa, I'm like really cool now. (laughs) And, you know, adding further confidence. And then I just kept pursuing it. And then it went into clothing and t-shirts and mugs. And I was still flying and I was broke and I was borrowing money. And then at one of the last shows I was doing in Vegas for Magic Kids, I met a couple that were looking to take on properties for licensing. And so we really connected. And from there, I just like dumped it in their laps and said, let me create and let you do the licensing. And they really pursued from there on greeting cards and just all kinds of everything. And then FAO Schwartz. We had the books, so I had four books that came out, and then we did product in FAO, and then Toys R Us Japan saw it. So then we ended up in Toys R Us Japan in all 110 stores with my art all over everything, chopsticks. And I can't say there was a ton of money in any of this, but the experience was just unbelievable like that this could be happening to somebody that got an f and art and then you see these giant windows at fao schwartz when it was the original in new york and san francisco and that adds to your confidence too and then we just kept doing more books and then the tv came along and someday i just need like you with your book i think it's like 18 years in the making (laughs) mine could definitely that many years in the making or longer and really go back and like look at what i've done because i don't think i'm any different than anybody else it's just like we all have our thing we all do our thing i feel like i'm fortunate a lot of determination talent i you know some would argue it's like he's still drawing like a six-year-old but that is the strength of my books because that's my audience and it's my artwork doesn't intimidate you know kids and it draws them in because the message is somewhat complicated and so it would be fun someday to reflect back but i'm a pretty modest person like i'm like well why it was just like we all have lives so But it would be good to sort of document every step of the way, like I'm talking now and trying to think, well, yeah, there's a lot more even going on now, but we don't have two hours and no one (laughs) wants to care or listen to that. So, Wait, no, I do. I want to hear what's going on now. What's going on now? What's next? What's like, what's on your plate? You you know, new books. I'm just finishing up uh, the Monster Mac and Cheese book party and it's sort of different for me but it turned out very fun and then um, i'll have you'll always have me after that and then i think i have one more and then there's a um, mermaid theater in nova scotia they've developed a stage show of it's okay to be different and it's humans that look like characters and it's black light it was supposed to start before covid and obviously and now it's back on so it'll do an entire East Coast to West Coast tour in theaters and then and also in Canada and then Singapore and Shanghai. So that's like it's been so long in the making. I haven't even seen it. And you know, and people when they don't know a lot about me and they go, Well, what what do you what are you working on now? And they go, Why haven't you ever said anything like about that? Like that's a pretty big deal. And I go, I don't it's been a long time. I don't think it's that big a deal. It's, I'm so happy that it's happening, but it's like, it's just really cool. And I think 
that's what I need to stop and think about more is like, wait, take this moment in. This is really cool and be proud of it and own it and not just say like, oh, it's not a big deal. But that's going on. There's new TV in the works, kids TV. But again, that world is everything takes 10 years and then doesn't happen and it's over and then and then it's back on again. So, you know, it's a very painful experience to go through, especially now. And just enjoying everything. Like I said, I moved to Palm Springs, which I've wanted to do. I've been down here a lot for years. I wanted, even if it's called a cocktail pool, it's small, but it's my own. So <laughs> so I, I just needed a change also in my life. This year was 60 for me. And I was just like, things don't happen unless you make them happen. And I think as we get older and we get more settled, it's like things become more fearful. We're like, I can't do that. I'm too old for that. You know, what if this doesn't happen? And, you know, it's like, you know, someone I spoke with had said, you're like a potted plant. You need a bigger pot. And I thought, you know, you're right. I do. And, and hence in part, it was, you know, to come to Palm Springs. So I'm, I'm excited. I took some time just to like, live life and not work, you know, on everything all the time. And so now I'm kind of come, I think COVID really did that, especially for a lot of us where we paused, but I was doing so many school visits and so much traveling. And then I go to Singapore to the American school there every two years, China, Brazil, just all over the place in schools. And suddenly I wasn't doing it. And it turned into four and five Zooms a day with all around the world. And it actually, I learned how to make that work and, and keep consistent with the brand and the fun and everything that I did in my live visits. And so now I don't know how I feel about traveling every month. It's kind of nice not doing it. And if you're still, I mean, it's not the same as being in person for, you know, for the kids and the teachers and that, but if you can do a cool zoom, you know, I think it's maybe what I'm going to do more of that and maybe do less traveling and just kind of enjoy things. Sounds awesome. I love how you move your plant to be a bigger pot in like the most arid, dry <laughs> place imaginable. Yeah, I know. Isn't that like... You have to be like a you... cactus, right? You're, 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 yeah, you have to be a cactus. That does, Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But anyway, that's what happened because it was just like... I did very simple things. I wanted a, a little bit bigger shower. I'm not aspiring to a big home or anything else. It was just, I just, I want a pantry. I want a walk-in closet and a bigger shower and a pool. So <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> Palm Springs is awesome. I used to go every year for Indian Wells tennis tournament to go watch. Do you go oh, cool. to the tennis? Uh-huh. I love it. It's really fun. All I remember is my husband behind me and having getting knocked and having someone's glass of whatever festive drink spilled all the way down his shirt and us having to roam the stores to find him a whole new outfit so he could sit uh, there. Oh, really? The rest of the day. But anyway, yeah, it was fun. Do so you have memories? We have memories, yes. So those, that's my Palm Springs story for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> um, can you talk more? You referenced really quickly in passing your your difficulty in your childhood, and I was just wondering if you were open to even discussing that at all more. Yeah, I, I grew up in a small town in Wyoming. It's called Rock Springs, and the closest city to identify would be Salt Lake City. And it was like my mom developed a drug addiction from being in a car crash from a drunk driver that hit her and broke her back. And so at that time, everything was just, you know, Darvon Percocet, everything just prescribed. And she developed, you know, they're so easy to get addicted to. And she developed a a drug problem. And so we lived with that for, for years. And anybody that's been through anything with that, you know what that comes with in the life that you know, an addiction brings and it affects the entire family, even if it's just one. And so, but no one was really willing to deal with it, you know, or take it on. And it was just like, that's, she wasn't willing. And and the people around didn't know what to do um, as far as family. And, you know, my dad was gone a lot. And so I, was there to take care of my sister under who's younger than me under these conditions. And, you know, at a very young age, you know, those things that you deal with and you see and you go through are very traumatic, you know, and they cause a lot of dysfunction in your own life that never goes away. You just deal with it. As most people know, you, you, you learn to live with it and and you try and get better. Um, But then at her funeral, when she did die, I was 15 when she died, my best friend shot himself in the head that day because he had like, he was gay and struggling with that. And it just, every breath you took, you thought you were okay. And there was something more. And, you know, and again, like I said earlier, we all have stuff, we all have lives, we've all been through things. And so it's no different you know, and some are even so much more tragic than what people deal with. So I feel like I'm okay to talk about mine, but I don't feel that it's a standout. I think it's just was my life. And, you know, I've struggled to overcome and be able to function because, you know, who wants to be codependent? Who wants to be insecure and jealous over losing somebody that people are always going to leave you and hurt you? I mean, who wants to live like that? And, you know, so my motto has always been about life is for living. 
um, not for surviving. And somehow there was a, like, a calling to me about get out in the world and just live and thrive. And that's what I've tried to do. And I've used denial as a good motivator for me, especially with my art and everything, because there was a lot of rejection. And even in the beginning, when my books came out, there was like, what are these? Are they picture books? Are they board books? There's no characters. There's no pastel bunnies. Like, did a baby write these? I mean, what are they? And those were all, you know, even coming from booksellers. And, you know, so it took a while for things to catch on. And then, you know, things slowly changed. And everybody's always said, you're, you've always been ahead of yourself. And so writing the types of books that I did, I remember when It's Okay to Be Different come out 22 years ago, I think. It was in the self-help section of Borders, if you remember Borders books. It was in the self-help, and I was like, how, oh, why? It's a picture book for kids. It's like, and then it was like, well, people that, you know, a lot of parents say their kids don't have social emotional issues. Therefore, that book is in that section. I was like, but no, but I have no say over it. And then suddenly, you know, not suddenly, but slowly, the world kind of caught up with me. All of a sudden, things started, wait, maybe we should talk to kids about these things at a younger age, just about the differences around us. Maybe we should help them through troubled times. Maybe they do, you know, maybe there should be a book, the goodbye book that deals with loss for very young kids, you know, to just help them with whoever their loss, a pet, a grandparent, something just to simplify. And suddenly, you know, then the world just gets harder and harder and harder. And, you know, and then kids see and hear so much more sooner. And, you know, people turn and say, how do you talk to kids about this? And I was like, don't look at me because, you know, I barely made it through high school. There is no degree in psychology or anything here. You know, it's just speaking from the heart and it's thinking about how do you want people and kids to feel? And it's just, you know, just be who you are and be able to just be yourself, you know, be confident, you know, be kind and live your life. You know, so that's what I put out. And suddenly everything, you know, is now it's like, oh, he's been around for a while. And, you know, people are looking for the books. So it's a good feeling to know that I've been doing this for, you know, 20 some years and everything now just caught caught up with me. So it'll be interesting to see where, like I said, I have Monster Macaroni and Cheese Party coming out. You know, there's just fun and macaroni and cheese and monsters but there's still a message at the end that i'm you know kind of known for is my end message but you know it really is just about try new things meet new people you know eat new food learn about things somehow i'll finesse all that you know in but the message really is you know typical for one of my books but the whole book is i've never done a book about monsters at a party eating macaroni and cheese or making it you know so I want to try and have fun with, you know, that as well as continue to do the messages. Why do you always sign your books, Love Todd? And that's one of the number one questions. That it, sorry, it, I'm sorry. Uh, no, so I'm happy good. to answer it because it, it was by mistake. There were four books that I had that came out, I think in 1990, 
eight, they came out. It was this is my hair, do's and don'ts, things that make you feel good, and it's okay. The okay book. The okay <laughs> book. There it is. And of those four books, this is my hair was the only one that had a message in it because I put no matter how your hair looks, always feel good about yourself. Love taught. And so that those books went out, four more went out, no message. The mommy daddy book went out, no messages in those. And then people kept saying about the hair book, like, why don't you put a message in all your books? And I realized how that resonated with people. So it started, you know, just like that. And now I wouldn't do a book without a message at the end because it's become a signature thing for me. And it's also, I think what I write about too, and it it very much is from within and the heart. And, and when you can, you know, just end the book with a summary of what that was and say, the end of Todd. That's very personable. That's who I am. That's what I do at my visits, you know, live visits, the end love Todd. And the book just kind of fits that. So, you know, mistakes are good. And I did do It's Okay to Make Mistakes too, that book. But, you know, sometimes things, great things come from mistakes. So true. Mistakes, timing, you know, yes. <laughs> intersect and then next thing you know, you have maybe 71 books or not, or 81 or 61. Or, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> and just quickly, I do you still have pit bulls? Do you still I, I do. I have I have two now. Originally I had three, Pete and Tater Tot. They were rescued together and I just lost Tater in December. Oh. And then Still have Pete and Jerry. So Pete's about the same age as Tater. I don't know, 12, maybe. We, you know, when I got him from the shelter, it was a guessing thing. Jerger, who is most like a kid of any dog I've seen, is is so affectionate. If he were a kid, he would wear a propeller hat. That's all I can say is he would just ride a bike all day and wear a propeller hat. That's his personality. He was in the shelter for an entire year before I got him. And they tricked me. At the same shelter, they called me up and said, Todd, would you come do a book signing for our special Maddie's Adoption Day so we could advertise it and maybe get more people in to adopt the animals? And I said, sure. And I had a book, Doggy Kisses, I think. So that was the book I signed um, there. And at the very end, they brought over Jerry and they said, this is Jerry. He's one year old. He's been in the shelter his entire life and he's reached his tolerance here. He has to find a home. And I said, you tricked me. I cannot have three pit bulls because they sleep in my bed. Where will I sleep? And within an hour later, we were driving home. So that's how I had three. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So you're next, you're at this huge turning point in your life, turning 60, rethinking everything, heading off with, you know, a full tank of gas into the next stage of life. What do you have to say to people who are just starting out? What have you gotten to at this point that you want people to know? Uh, when I look back, I did, I scare myself because I, I think there's always this looking back, the odds of things happening sometimes can really scare you. So I, I mentioned denial 
I think it's a really good tool to use when you're starting out because there's so much noise. You don't know where to go. And even now there's like self-publishing and then there's, you need an agent or should I just do it myself or what should I do? And there's eBooks and there's all this. And there's so much out there and so much noise. It's hard to like break through. And I think if you can be in denial, believe in yourself, be ready to go out first, know what you really want to do, what you really believe in. And and just be patient and try every angle possible. And, you know, of course, as you being an author, you get asked for advice all the time on that. And I go, I wish I had a little short paragraph to give you, but I don't. It's a very long winded, like, don't give up, try everything, do this, you know, go for self-publishing, go for an agent, you know, send it to people. Uh, or publishers that still accept unsolicited works, find a way to market it, create, you know, somewhat of a branding, you know, you've got social media now to use everything, things that, you know, I didn't have when I started. And, you know, but you have to find your own unique style in that too. You can't just be like, oh, I have a book coming out and I'm going to put put it on Instagram and go, here's the ISBN number for my fans. You know, it's like, you got to tell a story and bring people into what you're doing and make them feel like what's in it for them. I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, I've written a really, you know, great book about my daughter, Lucy, and she's amazing. And the book is about her. And it's like, that's really great. It's, it's cool that you did that. But why would somebody be interested in in a book about Lucy, your daughter, why would somebody be interested in that? Because she's not going to mean what she means to you. So how can you make that book about your daughter that's very special, something that would be more mass appeal, if you will, where everybody would love Lucy, you know, your daughter? What does she do and unique to maybe her? And and it's finding those things like mine's the signature, you know, the end page with the message. It's, you know, the multicolored faces. It's the, you know, very young art, the bold black line. You know, it's finding your identity, I think, and then going with that. And that's a very long answer, which I'm good for. So, which is wonderful. It's like <laughs> you gave me the half an hour off. I just could listen. Thank you. I needed that. I hope I. I hope I didn't dominate it. It's like I had a lot to say. Perfect. It was perfect. I've been so curious. You know, I, I've been reading these books forever with the kids and you, you, you know, so I'm like, who is this? Who is this guy, Todd? You know, you don't know. And I've been thinking, you know, who, who would, know? you just don't know. You don't know about anybody. You don't know. You can't tell anything from the books. You can't make any, assum- I don't know. It's just so neat for me is all I'm trying to say. In a oh, very- cool. Yeah. No, I'm honored. I'm I'm very honored. And again, thank you for sending me your book. I know there's a lot of a lot of you and emotion in it and everything. I look forward to reading it. So thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, like you, I've had loss and it's not like I'm people have had way worse, but these are my own losses. So it's my own story. There you go. That's just it. They, you know, there's there's lots of worse things, but you know, it's validating what's happened to you and owning it, not dismissing it, which you tend to do to use that like, well, things could be a lot worse. Well, that's true. But what happened to you? Someone once said, a therapist said to me, you know, and and some things that I have been through, he said, you know, basically it's PTSD. Mm -hmm. And that label for me sort of made a lot more sense than a lot of things had in my life. And it was a, a moment to stop and pause and say, it 
it was. Mm -hmm. And then you all of a sudden can label it, identify it and go, that happened. And it's valid. Mm -hmm. Everything that's wrong with me or that I feel because of that is valid and stop trying to minimize it or sweep it under the rug or just say it happened. I understand it. It's a label now. It was very traumatic and I'm still here and I want to live and I want to enjoy everything out there. I mean, I want to go to Trader Joe's and see what new things they have, you know, this week. I what, What's Lululemon got that I need? You know, it's like <laughs> the little things that I just want to, I want to do them all the time. I don't want to be sad and go away. I just, I want to look forward to things and excitement. Yes. The end, love Todd. <laughs> Sponsored by Lululemon. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Trader Joe's, don't and forget. Trader and Yeti. Joe. Yeti. I love Yeti too. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Todd. Have a great day. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. For coming on. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.